All right, guys, welcome to Property Profits Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bryce Kaminsky, filling in for Dave Dubow. And uh, today on the show, I've got what, what appears to be an emerging trend of real estate adjacent income. So people who are part of the real estate industry and that they're investing, but that their business is also um, parked next to it. So today on the show, I've got Jason Lesage. Am I saying it correctly? You bet, yeah. And he's going to tell us about his um, moving business and how he's able to roll that income over and to build his real estate portfolio. Jason, how are you doing today? Doing great. How about yourself? Good. I got one of my favorite ties on. I can't complain. You know, it's, it's pretty plain, but it's doing pretty good. So yeah. I can't complain. Yeah. Um, how did you get into the moving business that's a business that people aren't typically excited about getting into like i don't i don't know many people were like oh hey can you help me move and they're like no thank you so why why moving and how'd you get into that uh it's a bit of a long story and it was it was kind of by accident but i'll do my best to give the shortest version possible um so back in 2000 and uh well through 2014 to 17 so about three years um i was actually uh a single foster dad i fostered uh teenage boys uh mm -hmm. in my home i wasn't married i wasn't didn't have a girlfriend or anything at the time um and i loved that job but uh, my boys grew up and they moved out and then after they moved out i was looking for for a job looking for work and um, I applied to a few different uh, restaurants um, because when I went to university and college, I used to serve and bartend and I really loved that, that job. Um, so I thought I'll get back into the, the hospitality and the restaurant industry. So I applied to a few places. Uh, a few of them got back to me. Uh, one particularly got back to me and asked if I'd be interested in being a, a general manager of the establishment. And I thought, oh yeah, like, great. I've, I've always kind of had an interest in, management and leadership um mm -hmm. so this would be a, a good stepping stone for me um but i quickly found out that managing a restaurant or being an assistant manager at a restaurant versus just being a server or bartender was a lot different and i really really didn't like the job at all yeah managing um, so people, right yeah it was yeah it wasn't it wasn't the same as serving and bartending whatsoever it was much more less fun we'll say so I decided to just uh, up and quit. Um, I was miserable. I, I just couldn't handle it. Um, and I didn't really have a backup plan. But while I was going through uh, Kijiji and Facebook and Indeed and other places looking for yet another job, um, I came across a few different ads of some just general looking guys, general, general looking dudes that had uh, pictures of themselves and their truck. And they would just say on Kijiji or Facebook, like man with a truck, I'll help you move a fridge, a stove, a, a bed, whatever, you know, 80 mm -hmm. bucks, hundred bucks. And I thought to myself, like, if these guys can do it. Like surely I can do it. Cause I mean, some of these guys, you know, they looked a little rough if you know what I mean. So um, yeah. I said I've to myself, those companies <laughs> before. sometimes the guys show up and they're just like, they're like 150 pounds or 140 pounds like me. And I'm like, I thought I was hiring a moving company, not two like 20 year olds out of, out of like a university that like, I'll just get my, and my brother will move it. But yeah, I get it. It's uh, it's a yeah. Some thing. of these, some of these guys looked like they just rolled out of bed on an all day bender and you know, they'd have like a cigarette sticking out of their mouth and it's like, you know, yeah, hire me. And I just was like, man, what a joke. Like if these guys are getting business, 
then if I take a picture of myself and my new truck, I'm sure I'll, I'll take their lunch from them. So that's what I did. And that's like pretty much exactly what happened. I started to get numerous calls every day to just go out and do these little, like, you know, 80, hundred, $120 jobs. But I was doing three, four, five of them a day and, you know, profiting a few hundred bucks a day just from doing that myself. And then it just grew because all uh, the people that I serviced, they would refer me to their friends and their friends, et cetera. And then it turned into people asking me to actually do like full fledged moves instead of just, you know, picking up a couple, a couple pieces of furniture. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I said, sure. And I started to like hire friends or hire other guys off of Kijiji, whatever I had to do to service these moves. And then I started to get calls where um, people wanted a move on day that I was already booked. And I was like, well, I can't be two places at once because I was on the, I was on most of the jobs as well. And then I'd have two other guys with me that I knew, but I can't be, you know, in Belleville one day and Kingston uh, also on the same day. So Mm -hmm. I started to hire more and more people. um, And it just, it just snowballed. Like it was just a complete accident. I really didn't have an intention of owning and starting uh, a moving business that was successful and that would do well and that would get multiple bookings a day, but it just kind of happened organically and I've just rolled with it ever since. And it's going to be five years this, this coming May. So I got lucky. Well, Um, there's no, there's no luck in hard work. You had to actually do all that moving that nobody, uh, no one's lining up to to steal your lunch (laughs) and you went and stole their lunch. So good, good for you, man. Like that's capitalism in, in play. So now that you've figured out, okay, now I'm making some money running that business. Typically, this is where people are like, okay, this is income. This is active income. How did you decide to roll it into real estate? Like you could have invested it in stocks. You could have done, you know, any anything else with that with that income that you're now earning from this business. Why real estate? And and when when did you start, you know, looking at real estate seriously as an investment? Well, I've always been interested in real estate. It's just a, can be a little bit of a, a difficult industry to get into unless you have capital or unless you know someone that's willing to give you that capital. So mm-hmm. uh, the first couple of years of owning the moving business, I just saved up uh, as much as much capital as I could. I, I used the, the business to my advantage uh, legally as best as I could. So I would use the business income to, you know, pay for, um, my vehicle that I use for business and personally to pay uh, for the rent at the house I was living at, uh, utilities, et cetera, because I was, you know, using that house and the garage for storage. And I was using the the property for business related purposes. So I was able to use the business money to pay for a lot of things. So I didn't have to take an income that was taxed. And then mm-hmm. at the end of every year, you know, the Canadian government allows you to take approximately $39,000 a year in dividends and you only have to pay around four or $500 in income tax on that. So I just max up my dividends every year and use the business to pay for everything else I possibly can legally so that my income tax is next to nothing. Um, but I, you know, I, in the, every year, you know, thirty-nine, $40,000 is a good chunk of money. So I did that for a couple of years, saved up for a down payment of my first property I bought back in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and then rented that out, uh, kept saving money uh, each year uh, since then, uh, took some equity out of that first property. And then I just bought a second property uh, week and 
yeah, a little less than a week and a half ago. It was like Tuesday last week. And we're knee, we're neck deep in renovations in that place now. Um, so we're either going to uh, rent that once it's done, or we're gonna we're gonna flip it and try to make a profit and take the the capital we make from it and you know maybe buy a, a fourplex or um, you know something that generates a little more positive cash flow because cash flow is king and it's but it's really hard to get uh, cash flow these days uh, with yeah. the interest rates. Um, so yeah, that's that's where I'm currently currently at right now. Okay, so tell me, where do you want to go with this real estate uh, investing strategy over the say the next uh, twelve months? Uh, well, like I said, I'd like to, with the current property I'm renovating, I I'd, I'd like to uh, refinance that um, when uh, once the renovations are done or after a year of holding the mortgage, um, and then see what capital is available in that property, and just kind of rinse and repeat and do the same thing that I I've done the last twelve to eighteen months with my first property with refinancing it, taking the equity out of it to buy this house I just bought last week. So the house I bought last week, once the renovations are done, like I said, refinance, um, buy another property, hopefully, and just kind of keep the, keep the ball rolling. So you've been primarily focused on um, self-financing, I guess, technically your business is in, in a roundabout way, financing uh, your real estate. Now, mm -hmm. What are you doing apart from that? Because that scale is going to be um, kind of maxed out, right? You're going to be in and you're going to be out and you're going to be in and you're going to be out. And, um, you know, are you comfortable with that pace? Is that something that you've decided, you know, I'm going to focus on my business and real estate is just going to be like this overflow? Or are you trying to transition from your business to real estate? You'd mentioned I think that you wanted to eventually sell off the moving company and really go into real estate full time, right? Yeah, I don't know whether that's going to be five years from now or 10 years from now, or, you know, it's definitely not going to happen in the next year or two, probably not overnight anyway. But yeah, eventually I would like to get to a point where I've got, um, I've got a good team that runs my moving company. I'd like to get a good team of people that help me with my real estate needs. Um, and I'm just kind of building a Rolodex of contractors, um, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, um, all those people that you need uh, on your side to make sound decisions for real estate investing. Um, so I eventually I would like to, you know, get it so that I maybe instead of only buy, buying a property once every year, year and a half, I'm buying a property every couple months, uh, maybe every six months to start. And then after that, it's like a like a full-time thing, like every month you, you buy a property, you renovate it, you know, flip it, um, sell it, go on to the next one and just keep building up your capital or, or for some properties that you're better off to buy and hold. Like it all depends on the property. Every property kind of has its own, its own mm -hmm. flavor um, based on, you know, its location and what work needs to be done. Some pieces of property you want to hold on to because they're in great locations and others you just kind of want to improve get a get a family in there um and uh and re resell it flip it resell it for a healthy profit and then and move on to a, the next project so are when you're looking for properties are you a find the deal and then look at the financing or do you prefer to get your capital lined up and then go looking for a deal um i 
I have a little bit of addiction of looking out on MLS pretty much every single day. Well, I'm always like the rest of us. I always, yeah, I like just, I, it's, you know, instead of used to be, you know, Facebook used to be like the, the thing you would do to fill in your time. Now for me, I, I scroll through properties and like, not just properties like in Canada around here, but like in the States and like Florida, the Dominican, like I'm just kind of, I, I like, I just like looking at houses and, and seeing opportunities and, uh, it's really hard to find a good opportunity uh, nowadays because, uh, you know, housing is, it's such a, a rare commodity now, uh, mm-hmm. the amount of homes available in Canada in comparison to its population. That's why the, the prices are so high with the supply and demand, but man, sometimes you can, uh, you can find good situations. Uh, the property I just bought um, was uh, a bit of a, a situation. I don't want to disclose too much, but let's just say the, the sellers weren't, um, they were kind of their own worst enemies and they were scaring a lot of uh, people away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got thick skin and, you know, it didn't bother me. So I knew that they were desperate to sell. I knew that uh, there wasn't a lot of other interest, despite the fact that it was a solid lot and a solid property for the most part. Sure. It needs work, but solid lot. So I knew that uh, no one else was really interested in it. And so I was able to get it at a, a pretty rock bottom price. But if I'm, it took me probably looking at, you know, a hundred to 200 properties before I found, before I found that one. And before I did a bit of digging and did some showings with my uh, real estate agent I work with and uh, found the proper circumstance to take advantage of. So um, that's, that's how I, I found the, the property that I, I currently am working on. So, so how do you, uh, analyze a deal what makes a deal a deal for you as someone who's got a few properties but you're looking all day and you're saying i'm i'm having a challenge finding opportunity what to you is opportunity because it's different to everyone but for you what does that look like what gets you excited about a deal uh well depends on whether you want to buy and hold uh, and rent it out or whether you want to flip it um for me, what I've been looking at, if it's a buy and hold situation, is um, how much work is going to be needed to fix this place up to make it rentable mm-hmm. um, a lot, or maybe some some of the properties don't need a lot of work. So if it doesn't need a lot of work, what what do the financials look like? So okay, the 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 pro the price of the property is X amount of dollars with the rate you're able to get. And your mortgage payments and your property tax and your insurance versus what you can get for rent doesn't make sense or are you going to lose like a thousand dollars a month on this property well if you're going to lose a lot of money you know it's 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 not worth it but you know right now it's really hard to find cash flowing property so it's more like how much can i comfortably afford to lose so on a you know on one of my properties i'm losing maybe a couple of hundred bucks a month but I'm okay with that right now and taking a little bit of a hit because I know that in five years rates are going to go down. The principal uh, that I owe on the mortgage is going to be significantly less. Therefore my, um, my expenses are going to be a, a lot less. So I'll be able to cash flow quite well, um, you know, in, in five years down the road. And even though I might be losing money every month on a couple of the properties, um, the appreciation more than makes up for that as well, which is why I was able to take money out of my first property that I was cash flowing negative in, but it had appreciated um, 
about $25,000 in a, in a year and a half. So I took that equity out in addition to the equity I'd already paid off mm -hmm. and used it to, to buy the second house. So you got to compare your cash flow and what you're comfortable with. And you got to look at the, uh, the appreciation potential of the, of the property for buy and hold. And then for a flip, it's a little more simple. Um, in my opinion, you just look at what's the cost of the property. What's the approximate cost going to be to repair it? Um, and then what can I get for it? And then what's the spread on that minus your expenses to, you know, get out of a, a mortgage a bit early and your legal fees to sell and close and real estate fees, et cetera. So if there's a big enough spread that you're comfortable with selling it after a month or two of renovating and, you know, you take your, your capital gains hit, if you're going to make 20 or $30,000, it's worth it. If you're going to make less than 10,000, it's probably a little too risky because you, you might be thinking, Oh, I can make $10,000 on this property in, in a month. But um, until you start renovating, you know, $10,000 can, you know, Go disappear quick, like a yeah. fart in a windstorm. So you gotta, you gotta be, you know, pretty confident that you're going to have at least a 30, 40, $50,000 spread. So that if you have a little 10,000, $15,000 surprise here, that you're still going to walk away with $10,000 or more from the deal and make it worth your time and energy for the last month or two. Yeah. yeah awesome. Uh, awesome. So it sounds like you got big plans. It sounds like you're spending a lot of time, um, you know, researching these things and you've got the active income, you're not relying on your real estate portfolio to provide that sort of active income, which some people, um, you know, try to leverage. So great foundation. I think you got big things ahead of you as far as growing that. And really, I think the next step, probably if I was in your shoes, would be deciding how fast you want to go and how big you want to go. And because you don't actually need the income on on the real estate side you need um you know it's kind of like you're building it up so probably utilizing other people's money can collapse some of those time frames for you but you know it's really a personal choice if you if you love what you're doing right now and it's and it's all you know going well then you could just keep doing that too i mean that's the thing about real estate it's all about preferences so you know if people want to invest with you or they want to like reach out to you and kind of pick your brain what's uh, the best way that they can connect with you you know what should they do um probably best would just be to send me uh an email or look me up on facebook i'm i'm under my my name no stage names or aliases or anything just <laughs> jason lesage on facebook um or my email is really simple it's just jason at jasonsmoving.com oh that's even e easier so yeah awesome uh, really appreciate your time. And uh, as always, guys, we will catch you on the next episode.